You got to click OK, Kyle. You got to click OK. I did. I clicked. I clicked continue. It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. You heard it already. It's me and brother Kyle doing articles of news. How are you, sir? Ah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I'm. Said, uh, said every woman ever. Yeah. All right. Great. Then let's go. Yeah, I know. I'm sure you're great. Okay. I'm going to take you at your word. <laughs> You're fine. All right. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I uh boy, boy oh boy. Boy howdy. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Oh, What's going listen. on? I uh I I gave uh I gave the old heave-ho to the caffeine, to the caffeinated beverages. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I am no person and to be around. And it's going great. No, I am no person to be around. <laughs> I am I am fresh <laughs> off of the heels. This is not a joke. This is not radio drama, kids. I am fresh off the heels oh, yeah. of an argument with my wife. You want to know oh, what we were? You want to know what we were arguing about? You want to know what? how dumb it is? It, it's completely me. What? But you know how you you know when you you start into an argument, you just dig those heels in because you're you know you have to be right. It's, it's, when you're in a drug relapse, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. When you're in withdrawal. You just you just right. dig it in. It's you. You're the one. I I just had Skittles. No Skittles are truly orange. I just had a 15 minute argument as to whether or not. Are you ready for this? Okay. Whether or not the back door should be shut when the air conditioner is on. Well, obviously it should be shut. Well, sure. And under normal circumstances, I'm a little justified in my indignance of like, babe, are we trying to cool down the whole world? Exactly. However, today, it happens to be pretty cool here. Cooler, actually, outside than it is inside, to which I was met with, look, it's cooler outside than it is in this house. Let's, you know, let's leave it open, to which I very firmly said, well, what's my feeling? What's my passion? Where am I, you know, what what am I saying here? And the issue is, if the air conditioner is on, the back door is to be shut. Yeah. Yep. So, so for 15 minutes, <laughs> I, I, I didn't win. But I also, I also, Brother Kyle, I didn't lose. Yes, you did. <laughs> You certainly did lose. I I haven't lost until I go back into the house and have to (laughs) walk of shame back in and be like, babe, what a dumb thing. I'm sorry. It's the caffeine withdrawals. It's insane. I'm sorry. Blah, 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 blah. But, but let me talk a little bit about a caffeine withdrawal. Do you drink a lot of caffeine, Brother Kyle? No, uh, we mentioned this last time that you were going to go off. Mm-hmm. And I said, the only time I do is during uh, like an event for they, it is a slight performance enhancer. Mm-hmm. And so when you're off, if you go on, it's more so because your body's not used to it. Yeah. yeah. But your, your, uh, your body's that it's the norm. Mm-hmm. Caffeine is the norm for you. Yeah. I don't know, and maybe you could look this up, or maybe I should look it up. I don't know, like, what the normal safe amount for caffeine consumption is, like, on the daily. I don't know how much uh, caffeine should, in fact, be consumed 
um, by uh, by an individual, but I know that I have doubled it. I'm not sure what the safe amount is. In fact, we should look. Have you? Can you look it up real quick? Have you looked it yep, up? Yep. Let me look that up. So so I and and here's the deal. All the all the haters, all the judges who are going to come out of this in the woodwork, right? Part of the reason, a small part, albeit, but part of the reason I feel like. You know, when we when we read, when we listen, and we when we observe the word of wisdom, there is something to that. I think about, you know, all things in moderation, um, abstaining from those things that might be harmful or damaging to our bodies, creating, you know, sort of the more spirit of the word of wisdom. Which I know people sure. are probably like, "What? There's a spirit of the word of wisdom? It's just letter of the law for me." I digress. I felt like I should probably for that spiritual component you know, maybe get a little bit in better control. In addition, uh, it was starting to affect my sleep very, very uh, much. I almost said muchly, very muchly. In the last couple of years, my sleep has gotten worse, and I recognize part of that being from if I ever had caffeine in the afternoon, that would be impossible to sleep, but like also just like how I felt when I would go to sleep and then the amount of caffeine that I would uh, need to get up in the morning. Do you have that number yet, Brother Kyle? I do. What is uh, it? So it starts to give what things happen at what levels. At 1,200 milligrams, mm -hmm. uh, you can start to have toxic effects such as seizures. Oh, wow. Uh, do you know how much you take in? How many milligrams of uh, caffeine? I, I do. I'm not sure I'm going to tell you. How much? Oh, you have to before I tell you the next one. Well, is it higher than 1,200, the next one? Yes. Okay, yeah. yeah, no, I'm not I'm not anywhere near 1200. Okay. Uh 500 to 10,000 is a lethal dose. Wait, 500 500 to 5000. 5000 to 10,000. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not I'm not there. What what's what's like the 500 to 1200 range? Uh let's see. Kind of starts at let's see. Up to 400 milligrams of caffeine a day appears to be safe okay. for most healthy adults. Okay. All right. So I was being unsafe for most healthy adults. I was above, <laughs> I was above the 400 milligrams a day. And can we get real personal real quick? I mean, we've talked yeah. a lot about your health recently. Uh, let's just say that how do, I, how do I put this? Let's just say I was worried that every time I used the bathroom, you'll appreciate this, actually. I wondered, have I eaten beets recently? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's where yeah, I was I've been at. There. That's where I was at. So I decided cold turkey caffeine, and uh, like if anyone knows me, if there's something worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So I've completely cut it out entirely from my diet and a miserable person to be around. Just miserable. Right. <laughs> miserable. The other day on my way home from work, I have a 45-minute commute from uh, the day job to my house. I had to pull over and sleep for 10 minutes. That's how tired <laughs> I was. And, and, and oh granted, I, I work early in the morning. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm getting off of, you know, 10 or 11 or so. I had to pull over, go into a parking lot, and sleep <clears throat> for 10 minutes. And I don't know that I really slept, although... You know, I got sort of into that state of like, am I awake? Am I asleep? I'm sure relaxed, whatever. And then I was like, I have the mental fortitude to drive on. I'm now a few days. I'm now a few days into it, and I'm feeling a little bit better. 
But it was more than 400 milligrams plus a day that I was consuming. Uh, so how, how many days into this are you now? In, into uh, into, into no caffeine. Uh, I, yeah. This is technically day three, and I'm no more pleasant to be around today than I was day one. Uh, well, give it two weeks. Nope. Yeah, well, and people have said like a month. People have said even just a week in your body will detox. You know, all the things um, that, uh, that, that people come out of the woodwork. The other thing that I'm pretty impressed with, I made a post about this on social media the other day, the amount of people that are trying to do this right now, uh, similarly, I don't know if it's, and I've talked to some people that have said, because caffeine can like amp your anxiety, and my anxiety is crazy through the roof right now. That that was another reason, you know, the health concerns, the sleep, which I feel like is a big deal. But but I don't know because I've always kind of counted on that extra kick. Like tonight, I have a gig where I'm teaching line dancing for a guy's 70th birthday, and it's four hours, and I don't know how I'm going to do it caffeine free. Oh yeah. So if I get a little, if I get a little, uh, you know, angry, a little bitey in this episode, I just hope people know. Also, if you, why. if you have tips as to why or, or how, rather, you can make it through this or make it through quicker. I know some people, do you know the wheatgrass folks, Kyle? I'd, no. The people who think, uh, and I think that there's some science behind it, that like wheatgrass or like activated charcoal sort of cleans out, detoxes your system quicker. They say you can take some of those, uh, like you know, a lot of like health juice places will have shots of wheatgrass that you can drink or... You can take right. activated charcoal pills or, you know, mixed with water, and they say that'll detox your body quicker. We'll see. I may get there. I'm not there yet. Well, I typed in how long does it take to detox, and then it starts up from sugar, from alcohol, from caffeine. So it's only the third nice. on the list, but it says varies between person to person. Usually last two, two to nine days. Oh. Here's the worst part. I'm going on a vacation, and I have to drive 12 and a half hours to get to the destination. And and because my wife doesn't drive, I'll be the one driving for yeah. 12 and a half hours. We're taking the dog, and I think that multiple times I'm going to be like, oh, do, do you need to use the bathroom? Oh, we better pull over. And then I'll just yeah. sleep while she walks the dog. <laughs> eat. I I eat. Like corn chips, but it's like I take off a tiny piece like I'm a, a hamster mm-hmm. and I eat it. And like one corn chip lasts me like five minutes. But that cru- that chewing and crunchy is what helps me stay awake. Yeah, but the problem is, is I have no self-control. So I eat bags of, yeah. of uh, you know, corn chips and things like that. And then it, I, I, I stayed, I did a gig in uh, St. George just this last weekend. And uh, went down, and um, the Airbnb that we rented had a lot of mirrors. Like, there was a lot of mirrors in the bathroom. It had sort of the one at the angle, and then the front of the mirror, and then there was one on the side. Oh, so you stayed in uh, Las Palmas. No, Sports Village. A Sports Village, yeah, Yeah, same thing. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the bathrooms are all, I love it. It was a clean, clean place. I love it. This is in St. George, obviously. And uh, here was the thing, though. I was, I, you know, great night, great wedding, super fun, pipe band and all, you know, all the things, bagpipers and this. 
and I'm getting done. It was super hot. It was like standing in a hair dryer for two and a half hours, just letting the hot air off the desert just blow on me to the point I'm like, this this is a hot air dryer. Take yeah. all, take all my clothes off and hop in the shower. And right before I get in the shower, I sort of look over in the mirror and I go, oh geez, that's no good. <laughs> <laughs> This last 18 months has not been kind to me. That, that, you know, that's not good. That, that, that COVID weight. Yeah, yeah. that, that, I, there's some work to be done there. I'm not fat shaming everybody. I'm not, you know, I'm not any of that stuff. But man, I, I was like, there could be some more care and wisdom taking care of myself. So, word of wisdom. Yeah, see, it all comes circles back together. How, how are you? How is your health? What's new? Oh, oh man, my health, so many things. I mean, I've got, so I've got the issue, you know, where I am struggling with my speech talking, Uh still haven't figured it out. Last week, two more doctors were like, I don't know. Now, now, but it's established that it was just a therapy that would help it come through. Is that not what it is ending up being? No, uh, it it has continued to progress. And so we still haven't found the root problem of it that, or a way to stop it. So more things coming up next week. We'll see. Are, are, is there any chance that it could be another misdiagnosis with just the therapies and it could be something more serious? Or have they completely ruled that out? Well, great. Now I'm going to be thinking about that all day. <laughs> Drink some caffeine uh, and stew on that, Kyle. Pro- probably not. Okay, um, enough tests to say that, you know. And the other thing is they're like, Look, you just completed uh, an Ironman, uh, and and faster than ever, and your body's continued to increase in its ability to hold certain levels. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. Okay. That okay. would be impossible uh, unless I'm one of a kind, which I am. Yeah, but, you are. I've never so, met another person like you, brother. Kyle. So, so maybe um, they did tell me. So one of the things I've been trying to do is see a uh, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. You know, a shrink. Sure. I mean, I should have been seeing one for years, Yeah. but they've never helped me. Mm-hmm. But one doctor's like, I insist, I think you should. I went, I saw a guy um, and he said, and he was terrible. He listened <laughs> to my story <laughs> for an hour and just said, uh-huh. Okay. Right. And said, uh-huh. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to call you in a prescription. And I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. So he calls in, I pick it up just for the heck of it, sure. you know, just you, in case. You've got insurance. Why not? It was $1.83. I would be losing money if I didn't buy this, you know, uh, <laughs> antidepressant. So I bought it. I got it over there in the kitchen. Haven't taken it yet. But I go to the pharmacy and I go I go walking up. And uh, I, hate, I hate to go to the pharmacy anyway because, you know, I don't want people to think, oh, what's wrong with him? Yeah. What's wrong with, there's brother Kyle, you know, from the ward. Yeah. What's wrong with him now? So I go up to it and uh, the gal's there and, and she's like, uh, next. And I go up, she's like, oh, Kyle, hey. She pulls down her mask. She's wearing a mask for some reason. Uh-huh. Um, a global pandemic, but move and on. And goes, look, hey, it's so-and-so from your spin class. <laughs> Puts the mask back up. You know? And I'm like, oh, great. Yep, here to pick up my prescription. She gets it. Yep, that seems about right. There yeah. you go. Are, so you, are you embarrassed about it? A, a little bit, yeah. In, you know, it's not a big uh, although deal, I, right? It's I'm not talking a big deal. about it right now. Yeah, but, out it's in the not, open. but it's not a big deal. I like know. An antidepressant permanently or for a small time, it's not a big deal. 
Yeah, it just felt weird to have somebody go, hey, I know you. Yeah. Here's your psych meds. <laughs> I'll see you in spin class on Tuesday. Hope you're feeling better. <laughs> which, which anyone from any of my classes would go, yeah, he, he needs to be on meds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I get at home. My biggest problem is anxiety. So I get at home. I thought, I'll look up side effects. Number oh, one. No. no, don't. No, that's the anxiety. That's, that's the number one rule of these things. You can't well, you can't look it up. But I'm getting a medication for anxiety. It says number one side effect, high anxiety. <laughs> so, so I haven't taken it because that seems so stupid. The opposite of what I'm getting it for. I mean, I'm anxious enough as it is. And, and you know this. You saw on social media the other day. I went to use the bathroom. Uh, Still... <laughs> You know the story. Yes. Stood up after, and there is a, a regular good-as-new leaf in the toilet. All right. Um, I was sitting down for this because for what I was doing, I needed to sit down. Yeah. Uh, and so now there's a leaf in there floating. And I, I – so two, two ways this leaf got there. I went into the, the restroom clean, I thought, unless I, like, had a leaf stuck to my butt cheek. <laughs> And, you know, all day, and then I sat down, or did it go through me like a piece of corn? (laughs) Why are you eating a leaf, though, is the question I ask about that. Right. How did a leaf get in me? I don't know. See, and this is why I need the anxiety medication, but I don't need a side effect to make that worse. Would you do me a favor? Yeah. Take it and, (laughs) and live webcam. You still working from home? Yeah. Live webcam your life while you're taking the medication. Because the onboard, I know, for psych meds can be sometimes a little bit hairy for folks because your body's getting used to, you know, essentially another chemical within your body. Right. Live webcam. You could get on uh, uh, whatever that platform is. I can't think of the name of it right now. The uh, OnlyFans. You could get on OnlyFans for Brother Kyle. Make a a little side money. I've never heard of that. OnlyFans, I think it's an adult website, but I also think it's a it's a it's a site where you can like if you play video games and people you want people to pay oh, to watch yeah. you play video games too, or like if you know, it's almost not really, but almost like our Patreon site. So if you just want more of the individual, you can have more. I hope it's not so just maybe strictly if I, adult. I'll be maybe if I put yeah, like a, a camera in every room of my home. Yeah. I've had people tell me before, you know what would be funny? <laughs> a cam a camera everywhere in here. Do it. Yeah. I think it's I think it's cute that you don't think Big Brother already has a camera in every single room. Well, I hope so. Yeah. And I hope somebody's getting a big kick out of all of this out of my life. Yeah. Ta da. What's your You know next? they do. Oh, they ahead. do. And you know what? It's Heavenly Father. Yeah. And he's watching from every room. Yep. He's big. Brother. And you know what he's doing? Huh. You can't see this if you're listening, but if you're a Patreon group, you can see this is what he's doing. <laughs> he's got his hands, his face in his hands. His face in his hands, moving his head back and forth. You know, the. Uh... Oh, I, I tried to teach you. I tried to teach you, Brother <laughs> Kyle, and you wouldn't listen. Uh, let's do some actual articles of news. We'll hit that up coming back in the second half of the Cultural Hall. <laughs> 
Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. A busy, full summer from Best DJ in Utah. Go to BestDJinUtah.com. Why, that is me, Richie T., and I would love to be able to play music at your upcoming wedding or maybe you're having a company party, or maybe you're thinking already for the holiday party, whatever it is that's on your schedule, you should get the number one highest rated DJ for the state of Utah. Now, I know you're thinking, I don't even live in Utah, Richie. Would you ever do an event in Washington State? Oh, I've already done that before. Would you ever do an event in California? Been there too. How about Louisiana? Uh Uh-huh. Texas? Yes point is, uh, you know, you you throw shekels my way, I'll come to wherever you're at. We could even combine it and make it an episode of the Cultural Hall. Mind blown. If you are in need of a DJ at all or someone in your family is getting married, would like to be able to talk to me, I would love to be able to talk to them. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hi friends, Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. I get a lot of emails from people all the time. Here's one. Dear Dan, I hear your talk about a lifetime service guarantee free really please help me avoid all your fine print and be honest about what free means you understand that we should be very wary of a free offer signed skeptical hi skeptical i remember 22 years ago when we started pc laptops and our lifetime service guarantee people thought it was too good to be true well you know after a decade people started believing me a little bit but you know it's been 22 years of having the privilege to serve our friends and neighbors like you. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC laptops desktop computer for $7.99 with a lifetime warranty. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. That's PCLaptops.com. Here's to seeing you soon, skeptical. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual articles of news. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose articles of news. And away we go. I have to hand it to uh, President Nelson. Man, he is slashing meetings. You don't want to go to church for three hours. We'll make it two. You don't want to go to general conference for five sessions. Let's make it four. Uh, That's where this whole news starts. That's probably the biggest, uh, most impactful uh, story of the last little bit. Uh, that yeah. came out just the other day. No more Saturday night session. No more priesthood session. Uh, no more women's session. It will just be the two afternoon on the Saturday and two on afternoon on the Sunday. The first Saturday and Sunday in April and the first Saturday and Sunday in October, except for when it lands in March occasionally, but not really, but sometimes, but also not really. Hey, listen, what do we have to do to get you into our religion today? Yeah. <laughs> You don't want to go send Saturday nights? You got it. All right. Come on. If you sign today, if you sign up today, we will take out Saturday night sessions. The thing for me, uh, I, I've seen this sort of posed on uh, social media a few places, is that because there was priesthood meeting, that was one of the Saturday night sessions, um, because it continuously was, it's men only to 
you know, the priesthood sessions, although women could read the transcript and although, you know, women, I know of instances where women had gone to the chapels to be able to, to witness it. And so there was no sort of secret thing apart it, but because, uh, it was men only, there's a lot of people feel like that's why we got rid of it Hmm. because making just a fifth session doesn't make sense. So eliminate the fifth session, and that way there doesn't have to be, you know, women at the priesthood session, men at the women's session, that it's just, it's just general populace of the church. I've sort of seen that post on internet. Uh, yeah. I have also seen that it's just good practice. You know, 10 hours is, is a lot of time to spend doing that. Eight hours would maybe be better. Um, I've heard that, you know, we talk about that hedge fund that the church has. I've heard that they took money out of um, their stock in Culver's, in Leatherby's, in Golden Spoon, and in Froyo franchises the nation over and said, you know what, we're, we're going to make sure that they don't make that money on those Saturday nights of, of General Conference. So we're going to remove those Saturday nights so they don't have those big nights. I've heard that sort of ice cream theory. Not really, <clears throat> everyone. Calm down. <laughs> uh but but it does it leaves sort of a cultural um blank within the church because you know the the guys night out they tried doing that during women's session certainly the women's night out um during priesthood session became a big thing a tradition for a lot of uh, men and women to have those nights where it's just the kids of the same gender and the other oh, side of yeah. the family would go together and that's gone it's absolutely gone i heard about that all the women would go to wendover is that yeah, right yeah no that's deer hunters weekend oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah no women's night out kyle thank you uh, sponsored by a great uh, sponsor of the Cultural Hall Deseret Book, which I should remind you, if you go to theculturalhall.com, use the code Richie15, uh, you can save 15% on the books that we interview. Deseret Book would do a big woman's night out uh, over oh, at yeah. all of the uh, Deseret Book locations on priesthood session night. Gone. That, that part of our culture, gone. Yeah. Our, our, our family would be like, uh, afterwards, come over to mom and dad's house for pizza. Yeah. Yeah. So that tradition is gone. So we, because it was priesthood session in the fall, we used to, when my dad would run the St. George Marathon, all the men in the family would go to the uh, chapel that we weren't used to going with and sit with my dad and watch him cramp up during the priesthood session because he was sitting for a couple hours after he'd run a marathon that day. That was tradition, honestly, tradition for 25 years, watching the lactic acid in my dad's legs just build up watching priesthood session. And when he would get to stand up when we were done after the two hours, crippled. He would straight up almost be crippled trying to get out of his chair. Oh, Gone. <laughs> you know what's also gone? Did you see this? No. North Visitor Center at Temple Square. Knocking it out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did see that. The uh, the Room of the Eternities, or ce not Celestial Room, the Room of the Heavens. You know, you walk up that kind of spiral ramped yes, staircase. and I love that room. With the Christus at the top. Gone. Gone, y'all. They said that they took it out so that there could be better views of the temple from the northwest side of Temple Square. Uh, that way you could basically see the temple from anywhere on the lot. I, I don't know. Uh, the, it doesn't help that there's walls. 
There are those massive walls around Temple Square. I right. wonder, and I need to look into this. Maybe other people know this. You can always email us, contact at theculturalhall.com. But maybe those walls are being completely knocked out and gone. Maybe those will not be there after the renovation occurs. It'll be more of kind of a green, hmm. spacey area. Don't know. Uh, that wasn't the same building where you watch the movies, was it? Uh, it with the is. kid in the tree with the legs swinging? Yes. They talked about family night? Yes. Yep, gone. That Christus was one of my favorite places to just go and like have that check-in with God and be like, how am I doing? How are we doing here? Yeah. Are we same teaming still? Okay. Every Christmas, we'd go watch, we'd look at the lights on Temple Square, and then I'd find a moment to go up and just sit underneath on one of those benches underneath the Christus and kind of just check in. Gone. Yeah. Honestly, my favorite place there. Yeah. I mean, the temple too, right? But also, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, besides that. Sure. But- Sure. As far as the grounds go. And yeah. not being replaced with another visitor center. It's mm. going to be replaced with contemplative places, which may be things like streams and things like that, or it could be, I, mean, I don't know. It's, a lot of benches. Yeah, it's all hollow underneath because they're of the tunnels and parking underneath. So it would yeah. seem to me that they couldn't do a whole lot of water features without you know, risking flooding what's underneath. But I don't know. I'm sort of sad. I'm sort of sad. All this culture is gone. What have you got? Cheer me up. Well, uh, the church is teaming up with uh, Interfaith and other uh, charitable partners to provide food and supplies to hundreds of migrant families uh, at the Family Transfer Center in Houston. So that's, yeah, that's good. Uh, Good thing we have the money. How do we get it? We invested in Froyo or or BitDodgy, whatever it was. BitDodgy coin. Yeah. Uh, So we have that money. Uh, This center is an example of a tremendous good that can result when the community comes together as one to offer resources to ease the burden of others. Uh, Area 70 Carlos Vieira said in the news release, Uh, we want the migrant families to feel safe, welcome and comfortable as they as they continue their journey. There was a story recently this last week, too. We shared it. Be sure that you're following the Cultural Hall on Twitter and also on Facebook about a a member family down on the border who um, they're trying to get in the legal way. And and they've been stuck on the other side of the Mexico border for months, months and And months. They have two children here who are here. Yeah. With family. Yep. Correct. In uh, Virginia. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But they've just been trying to do it the right way, have waited and waited and waited and and quite literally for months and months to be able to get in. And they just they're being faithful. They're trying to say, hey, you know what? We want to do this the right way. We believe in the laws and the system. But they've been separated from their kids. Uh, So Natasha Helfer, she is the therapist who was ousted from the church for uh, what they call conduct contrary to the law and order. So she appealed her um, excommunication, uh, and that appeal was denied. Uh, she was qu- uh, quite sad about it, said she uh, shed some tears from that, but um, is going to go on practicing the same way that, that she believes. Uh, but her appeal was uh, denied this past week. We've talked about the idea of appealing an excommunication, and, it, and it's so tricky because you know the 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 line is the the belief is that the uh, doctrine is that uh, excommunications are to be administered by the priesthood and prompted by the spirit guided by the spirit right so when people appeal what they are essentially saying is 
hey, group of, and in this case, when you're excommunicated, it is the high counselors uh, and also the stake presidency. So that's like 12, 16, 17 people, right, depending on the area. So you're you're what you're essentially saying, but not saying, but also saying is, hey, 17 people, <clears throat> I believe you got the spirit wrong. Try again. And so I had the opportunity when I was excommunicated. I'm back in for any new listener. When I when I was excommunicated, I had the opportunity to appeal, but I didn't because I just was like, well, you know, where's the belief for me? This is my personal experience. Where's the belief? Where's the faith for me? If I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, they were guided by the Spirit. So uh, let's challenge that. Ask the Spirit again, right? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Look no further than Martin Harris when you ask questions too many times. Then you get pages, and then they get lost, and then we don't ever get them. Thanks a lot, <laughs> Brother Harris. Which, Good point. Which, speaking of... Uh, there's three movies, three must-see Latter-day Saint movies that uh, are, oh, yeah. are coming out or have come out. Uh, we've talked recently with two of them. So I was pretty impressed that uh, that we were already that far ahead. Uh, the first one, go back and listen to the episode. His name is Green Flake. If you have not listened to that, that's Molly Jr. Bonner's film uh, about the enslaved Green Flake. Um, whole episode with him. And actually, uh, I, we, we will touch on him later uh, in this news episode. Um, there is also uh, the film Witnesses, which is uh, an episode we did just last week, uh, talking about David Whitner, uh, Oliver Cowdery, Martin Harris, and their experience with uh, the Prophet Joseph and with the Book of Mormon, with the plates being a witness to the Book of Mormon. And then finally, an upcoming episode of the Cultural Hall. Very excited about this. Uh, the sequel to Once I Was a Beehive, Once I Was Engaged. Um, so that's going to that's gonna come out, and we're going to do a Facebook Live uh, on the Cultural Hall Facebook page uh, with Lisa Valentine Clark, with Claire Niederprum, oh. and uh, with one of the other actors from Once I Was Engaged to get an idea what that film's all about. But Once I Was a Beehive is one of my favorite LDS films, so excited to have that come out. It comes out later in July, I believe. Trailer available now. I did too. I I don't know if I told the story on here. I watched Once I Was a Beehive all the way through mm-hmm. alone. I was doing a uh, a medication study, so I was in a facility where I had to stay for like four days while they did tests on me mm-hmm. that I got paid for. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I was watching a lot of movies, and I watched Once I Was a Beehive on my laptop. I cried. Yeah, it, right now. Yeah, it's really good. The, the I watched it as a joke. Because I was bored, and I got into it, and I loved it. The uh, Once I Was Engaged is pretty exciting, and then I had the opportunity to talk to Lisa this very morning uh, where I said, is the is the threequel, you know, the three-peat, is the third movie, Once I, w- <laughs> Once I Was Divorced? <laughs> apparently, apparently, uh-huh. there was a joke or two about that on set. So I didn't feel like... Too horrible of a person for making that joke. Uh, when you started to say that, that's what went into my mind. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad you said it, not me. Now, uh, I, I want to tease this a little bit. Um, so I talked about Molly Jr. Bonner, and uh, <clears throat> this last week was the 43rd anniversary of the um, reinstatement for the priesthood for all members of the church. And uh, Jr. Bonner did a version of... 
I am a child of God. I'm pretty sure he just set his phone up uh, on like the side of the piano in the chapel. It looks very much like he's in, just in an LDS chapel, and he's talking about the significance of it. And I actually want to share the audio of him singing I am a child of God. It's his own sort of mix on it. It's really great. Today is a very special day. Today is the 43rd anniversary of the priesthood ban being lifted from those of African descent. So, Green Flake, Jane Manning James, Elijah Abel, this song is for you. We celebrate you this week. You are a child of God. So really unique. Uh, it's just such an awesome way that he shares his testimony and that he's able to, you know, his gift with music is just unreal. And I, I, he's a great follow on social media if you want to check him out, Junior Bonner, uh, and also support GreenFlakeMovie.com. Go out and, uh, and buy some tickets for that. Pretty cool. Had some great responses from that episode as well. What other news stories do you have, Brother Kyle? Hey, did you see uh, the CMTs last night? That's a country music or or CMAs. Uh, country yeah, music awards. yeah, yeah. Uh, I did not. You didn't see? Okay, I did because I enjoy country music. Oh yeah, people don't believe, but I do. Huge Conway Twitty fan, brother uh, Kyle. Yes, yeah. You bet. Yep. Um, last night was probably the worst award ceremony I've seen. It was terrible, worse mm-hmm. than last year. Mm-hmm. I'll just put that out there. There were some okay moments in it, uh, but but one was, uh, so Gladys Knight was not uh, necessarily a country star. Not at all. She's a Motown legend. Yeah. But uh, so, but she won audience members over. Uh, she was, she did a performance of Friendship Train with a Mickey Guyton. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and uh, a lot of buzz about it today. Uh, it was part of the show dedicated to a black female voices uh and and uh they had a her award of uh, that they gave to uh linda martell who was a a black country music performer from a long time ago that they said she was phenomenal but because she was black it just ended her career so anyway they made this award kind of 
uh, for people like that. She was, uh, I think this was the first one to get that award, sure, uh, a new award. So when I turned it on, they're just going through this. And I thought, this does not seem like the country music awards. It's all African-Americans. It's mostly women. And I thought that's not, that's not country music. Mm-hmm. What would Conway Twitty do? <laughs> uh, but, but it was really good. It's actually one of the highlights of the, of the show. The rest was terrible. But, uh, but yeah, she did a, a great job on it. If you haven't seen Friendship Train yet, it's all over. You can see that today. And Gladys Knight obviously brought up because she's a member of oh, the Church of Jesus yes. Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. Uh, very well known. But didn't find the church until later in her life. I want to say 50 or so is when she found yeah, the church. It yeah. was uh, not, maybe 20 years ago, if that, that so she may, converted. So maybe 40, maybe 30. Wait, maybe she's only 50 now. I don't know. Uh, speaking of, of musicians and or music awards, you know, I happen to hear that the number one song on the uh, Hot 100, the Billboard Hot 100, the longest amount in the Hot 100, uh, owned the record owned by a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Any idea what band or artist that might be that has had, it's just in the top 100 for the longest amount of time. Any idea? Motab. No, come on. In the Hot 100. I, in the Hot Billboard 100. I don't. I have no idea. All right, I'll give you a hint. It's Imagine Dragons. Now I'll ask you, do you oh. have any idea what song it is that's been in the Hot 100 the longest? What song of Imagine Dragons? Or, don't they just have one song? <laughs> Sorry. Different versions of the same song. Yes. Radioactive, the number one longest song on the Hot 100. Really? Yeah. You know what wow. used to be number two? Jason Mraz's I'm Yours. You know what? Just beat out Jason Mraz's I'm Yours. Are you going to vomit? Oh. You know, what, All just, right, you know okay. what just beat it out? What? Blinding Lights by The Weeknd. Oh, boy. So now that's number two. Gunning for Imagine Dragons. Why do I bring up Imagine Dragons? Lead singer, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, this was an article that came out this last week um, that Dan Reynolds has helped multiple relatives that are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints come out. He says, yeah. he says, I have eight brothers and one sister. There are 40-plus grandkids now, every single one of them members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, he has a compound, as it were, 10 acres that they bought in Las Vegas. Everyone has their own house with Dan, that's Dan Reynolds, the lead singer, and his wife, uh, the only ones who are uh, non- Mormon, although they're still Mormon if you ask him. Uh, it's a family dynamic that left this noted LGBTQ ally, ally uniquely positioned to help multiple family members come out over the last year. He said that he's um, often been seen wearing you know, something rainbow-oriented or having a rainbow flag on stage. Uh, he called out Eminem for anti-gay lyrics, um, but he has really just been uh, an assist for people in his family. Uh, because for a long time, he was conflicted about where he felt like LGBTQ issues and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, would reside together. And and so now he's helped those family members come out. Oh, very nice. Uh, other famous members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, since we're talking about it, let's go here. You know, Alex Boye, former uh, episode of the Cultural Hall, he's looking for extras for a movie about himself that he's making. Maybe I could get into acting. Well, 
he is not only a well-known singer and uh, an actor, uh, which you can see actually in Green Flake. His name is Green Flake. Uh, he's one of the actors in that film. He's going to be in Pocatello, Idaho on the 14th of June to film a movie that's based loosely on his life and his membership in the church. The uh, scene needs 500 extras, and he is looking for okay. as many people as he can that can help him because the movie's called The Greatest Work, and it's going to be the... Are you ready for this? Okay. The first LDS hip-hop movie about missionary work. Huh. So it's Hamilton, kind of, meets the story right. of Alex Boyer, meets the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Meets the Book of Mormon musical. He, uh, he describes it as a cross between high school musical and a movie called Step Up. So uh -huh. look for huge dancing in the street scenes with Alex Boyer. And you know what I say to him? Power to you, Alex Boyer. I'm in. I, even if, if this is the greatest movie... Or the worst movie ever, good for you. As luck would have it, guess who will be in uh, Pocatello that very weekend? Are you going? You're going to do it? I am. I'll, I'll try and find him. Do sure. it. Sure. Do it. I've seen you hip-hop dance. Yeah. I think you should do it. <laughs> for people, that's <laughs> that's worth the price of admission right there. Watching. Is that That's not pop and lock. That's... Uh, what, the wave, what is that? What is the that? wave, the yeah, arm the wave. from one to the next. Watching Brother Kyle try and do the hip-hop wave with his arms. Or as dads, let me do it like dads do it. <laughs> like an airplane. Like an airplane teetering as, towards a runway. So so there's that. What other stories do you got, Brother Kyle? So the uh, church appears to be in a tailspin in Armenia. Um, independent demographer Matt. Meredith reports that the faith has lost or has posted that it has discontinued uh, two districts in the country and has slashed the number of branches from 11 to four. Uh, so basically in 2019, they had 3,600 members in Armenia. Mm -hmm. uh, that is now 900. Oh, wow. No posting here as to why. Uh, it's just uh, says it's the only country in the world uh, to have experienced such a dramatic decline in congregations. Now, so, there was uh, something, uh, because a previous guest of the show, the professor at Notre Dame, Paul Perrin, who's a good friend of mine, he served as mission in Armenia, and I want to say that there was some leadership issues in Armenia. Leadership so, in the church or yeah, the country? No, leadership in the church. There were some hmm. issues with some leadership folks. I can't remember. I'll have to follow up. Maybe we'll make that as a part of a next episode uh, of news that we do. Um, I have just a couple other stories as we kind of wrap this out. Do you have any other ones that we need to make sure we mention? I have last uh, one last one, a follow-up to a story we did and had some mention last week about uh, the big lie was the name of the story. Oh, yeah. Hang on to that. We'll do that at the end. Okay. Uh, there's uh, now starting to be more and more articles that Latter-day Saints, uh, that is members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, may very well help decide the 2022 midterms, looking at places like Arizona, um, that our vote or the collective vote or the change of vote or the potential change of vote among members of the church uh, could help 
to decide the 2022 midterms. So you'll see a lot of that. It's not uh, 2022 yet, so I'm going to hold off on political things for 2022 until 2022, but know that you're going to get a bunch of that. What is the impact? Do we have impact? What might the impact be? Anyway, so there's that. Uh, This, I thought, was a crazy story. Um, There's a video that shows a 78-year-old writhing in pain on the ground after he'd allegedly been shot by an Idaho sheriff's deputy with a stun gun. The elderly man was questioned for his role in alleged road rage incident. The deputy who arrested the man is now suspended under investigation, hasn't been uh, identified. Um, The man's family denies that he was involved in road rage. And uh, due to some pictures that they found of, of him online, I think he's a senior serving missionary in Idaho. Oh, there's pictures there's pictures of him, not the sheriff, of the guy who was uh, tased with the stun gun. There are pictures available of him online uh, that have him. It, now, it could be in the past. Maybe he hasn't updated for a while. You know how sometimes people do that with their profiles. They just have the pictures and, you know, it's 10 years ago that he served. But at mm-hmm. one point, this guy uh, was a, uh, a senior serving missionary. So certainly a member of the church. And that that scandal, if you will, going on up in Idaho. Oh, Uh, wow. This was cool. I saw this on the USA Today, and I'll share the audio here in a second. It is a uh, kid, a young elder, who's being called to serve a mission. And, uh, well, he he wanted to tell his dad before he left that that he was gay. And uh, this is how his father reacted. I'm I, I'm gay. Are you okay though? Yeah. No, but I'm saying worthy wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you go on your mission. I know, I just Austin, I don't care. I don't care. Austin, listen, look at me. I don't care. You're okay. Are you a child of God? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. So that's a, a, a pretty sweet story. I share that because so many times we share about how when people do things the wrong way, I feel like that was a really great representation of someone uh, doing it the right way. Uh, I have one more story, and then we'll go to yours. And this is out of Grand Junction, Colorado. This is a follow-up to a story we did in the past. Uh, it's new developments have arisen concerning the Latter-day Saints Church in Fruta that was lost to a fire in April. A suspect was arrested. It was a juvenile. The suspect's oh, identity man. has not yet been released, but it is likely that he is linked to that particular Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And now to the big lie. Uh, so we did a story last week. Um, I tried to, you know, walk tenderly around this, I guess, uh, at your request. But it was called, the, I didn't make up the, the title to this story called The Big Lie. Uh, but it says that 46% of Latter-day Saints believe uh, that uh, the 2020 presidential election was stolen from Donald Trump. Um, and it found that 
So it's uh, the the people most likely to believe this was uh, Latter Day Saints, white evangelicals, and Hispanic Protestants. How that comes in, I don't know. Um, but anyway, nearly a fifth or eighteen percent of Latter of uh, Latter Day Saints who buy into this supposition about oh devilish uh, devilish pedophiles. So it's a continuation of the story and. Uh, what they're saying is that uh, they believe that uh, Satan-worshipping pedophiles are plotting against Trump and that the coming storm will cast those evil forces from their positions of power. So, uh, cool, cool. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I didn't know how far I should go with that, but yes. So, 18% or nearly one-fifth of Latter-day Saints buy into the supposition about devilish pedophiles running the world, and 22% believe that a storm will cast out the evil doers, kind of like Noah, and almost a quarter, 24%, say patriots may have to use violence to rescue the nation. So we had somebody comment on this in the Patreon group because you and I uh, estimated that that can't be right. Can't be that, that high. high. Seems too high. And people commented, no, I think that seems low because everyone in my ward is nuts. <laughs> well, to, to, to them, summarize to, what they said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, uh, it is astounding to me. It is a little unnerving to me. And, and I don't know if this is something that people are willing to sort of declare in like uh, a private sort of exchange like we're taking a survey would you mind answering these questions it's completely anonymous go ahead and fill this out but i don't know i'm checking my the reserves of my mind i don't know that i that there's anyone in my circle that believes that now there's like elements of it right like i, I mean i don't know that all the leaders of this country or any country are are completely righteous people right I feel like right. they have some pretty gaping flaws, but I don't think that's what sure. this is. I, I, you know, devilish pedophiles and, and all these things. I, I just don't, I don't know that I know someone who wholeheartedly believes it. I know some people who feel like the election was stolen and that, okay, I, I, I you know, I don't believe that. It hasn't been proven. There's literally no proof to that, but all right, you're welcome to believe that. And I hear those people's arguments and people have shared those arguments with me before. This is why you aren't considering this. What about this? Did you consider that? But, but I don't, I don't know that I know anyone that's like, yeah, basically it's the devil that's running the country and it's pedophiles and the pizza parlor in DC or wherever that was, you know, all those things. I don't know that I know anyone that actually believes those things. Well, I mean, I may as well come out and tell you now, as a friend of yours, I believe that uh, Donald Trump is a devilish pedophile. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for not getting too political for me, Brother <laughs> Kyle. Thanks for make, making me not have to edit anything out or, you know, anything like that. Uh, I, all right. You know, I would be curious... Uh, at least to visit, and I know I'm welcoming this, contact at theculturalhall.com. If there are people that listen to this, that would surprise me, I guess, uh, to know that there are people that really wholeheartedly believe into that QAnon theory and find enjoyment in listening to the Cultural Hall. I'd love to hear about it. No sort of judgment. We sort of play, a, you know, remember that this is not 
Although we call it articles of news, we are not news hosts presenting news. This is no. commentary, commentary and editorializing. But I, I would, I welcome the conversation. I'd love to know more about where you come from and why you think you know those things, and and have that kind of be a, a part of it. I, I welcome those things, uh, Kyle. I hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body. It has. Uh, I hope I can be well and listen next week. And I or hope talk next week. And I hope that when the time comes, I can travel home in safety and not have to take too many naps on the way. <laughs> in the meantime, Brother Brent, Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, and BigMikesProducts.com will be saving a seat for you. On the back row. Of the Cultural Hall. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I got it. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the 